Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast Strikes Back. My name is George and you're listening to our review of Halloween 2018 edition with the boy Benny. Hey there. It's been about a week or so since we saw this. Um, you know, life gets in the way when we got to record. But about three for me, so I'm going to do my best okay. <laughs> to, okay. to remember this film. <laughs> um, so... Uh, this recent trend has been coming through where we're ignoring sequels and we're doing direct sequels to the original. And this is what happened, has happened with the Halloween franchise. Um, you know, this is a, this is an incredible franchise. We've had 11 sequels. We've had reboots. We've had Rob Zombie involved. We've had Jamie Lee Curtis come back many times. And this one, they've said definitively, no, fuck all of that. We're doing a direct sequel to the original one. Um, can, I, can I just quickly say, this movie is the third Halloween in the franchise. The third movie is called Halloween. And it's also the third uh, Halloween 2 in the franchise. Right, yeah. Because there's the original Halloween 2, there's the Rob, Rob Zombie, Zombie Halloween, Halloween 2, 2, and there's this that's a, a new Halloween 2. And they decided to just call it Halloween. Halloween. Similar Which to- I only realized after I'd watched the film, because I hadn't been paying much attention. And when the movie ended, I'm like, well, this movie is called Halloween. <laughs> it's a sequel to Halloween. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Yeah, it's like what they did with the thing with the marriage um, Elizabeth Winston. <laughs> the prequel, yeah, it's the just thing. like oh, that's the thing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so David Gordon Green is in the hot seat directing this one, and uh, this got a lot of press a few years ago because Danny McBride was pitching. Uh, he was involved with the writing process, mm. and John Carpenter was coming back to score, and John Carpenter gave it his sort of um, seal of approval, which is not easy to get from John Carpenter. <laughs> yeah, he's very outspoken about his views. And then you go and watch Halloween 2 and Halloween 3, and I'll talk about that later on in the episode. Yeah. And you're like, come on, man. You can't really talk too much. Like, you produce those. Um, so, yeah, anyway, um, how are you feeling? Let, let's catch up before we get into the review on, on how you were feeling, everyone was feeling before going to see Halloween and relationship with the franchise. Okay, so I'm, uh, I'm not a big slasher guy, and I'm very open with that. Proud of it, even. Um, I, I, I only saw the first one a few years ago on uh, DVD or Blu-ray, maybe. Um, gotta say, didn't leave a huge impression. Um, 1978, is it? Yep. Um, it's it's uh, slashes. You know, so much of, of of what they are is built on shock and and uh, and you know violence and and pushing boundaries. And when you're talking about a 40 year old movie. Um, we're also desensitized. We've seen we've seen everything that has has been spawned from this and from the things that came from that. And um, it it's it you know you have to watch it in context. Yes. It's place in history. Yeah, you have to you have to look at it as a time capsule. Absolutely. As- no adult nowadays is going to sit down and watch this and be like, ah, oh, that was terrifying. It it just unfortunately doesn't work that way. You can admire the craft of it in certain ways. John Carpenter's score is is always in everything he does always great um, or at least interesting. Um, but yeah, it is very much uh, the the progenitor to all these other um, movies, and we've had things that have amped it up to the nth degree, and then deconstructed it. The whole Scream franchise, and you know, it's been twenty years since that, even or thirty yes. years. Um, so it, it's just it's been done to to post death and resurrection, but uh, in, including Michael Myers. But um, uh, yeah. So that being said, um, the, what got me kind of really excited to see this, and I, I was very lucky to go see it. Uh, a few weeks before release um, was the the creative team involved and and what they were uh, very vocally trying to do with the franchise, which was take it back to the roots and um, uh, do something kind of like like you said a direct sequel to the original um, that was 
just kind of a new spin on it while mm. while kind of retreading some areas. Yeah. But uh, just I don't, the 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 direct, director and writer team, I, I really was interested in because, um, I don't know. It's just it's that almost clickbaity title of Danny McBride is writing Halloween movie. Yeah. And Danny McBride is like such a, a likable dude for someone who always plays dicks. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's really interesting, and, and he's very typecast. And I feel like he's got a bit more depth to him than than he totally. than he lets off. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, a guy who who like looks like him is destined for comedy. <laughs> no offense, but uh you know, he had that the small role in uh Alien Covenant, was it? Yes. Which was and that was cool to see. It, it was a great really job. Really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really good in it. Um but yeah, I yeah, I, I, I sat down not really sure where I wanted this movie to take me, but uh I feel like it delivered in, in fucking spades. So I did a lot of preparation for this film. I'd never seen a single Halloween movie in my life. And uh, the weekend before this came out, I watched um, the first Halloween, watched Halloween 2. I watched the Rob Zombie Halloween. Wow. And I skimmed through that, if I'm totally honest, (laughs) because it was just dreadful. Yeah. And I did a lot of sort of general research and really sort of sunk my teeth into this this uh, this franchise because I think you're right, man. Like watching that original Halloween, you know, we've seen so many of these things. They're genre conventions, mm. like the girl in the classroom looking across the road, the the high school um, aspects, the 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 final showdown with the girl versus the monster. I mean, mm. we've seen this so many times, but this is this was the first one to do it in a lot of ways. It was the genesis of the fr- slasher franchise, and it influenced all the Freddy, Jason films and the fla- the slasher um, genre. So, I you know you got to look at it as a time capsule and you've got to respect what it did. Mm. It, it has dated a lot. Um, but, you know, I, I found myself getting very, very, very excited for this one. And ultimately, coming out of the film, I think this is one of the best entries in the franchise and it's very, very skillfully done in a lot of ways. Some clunky areas, but overall, I think it's, it's really well done. I just want to give a quick shout out to John Carpenter in the original one. Um, a lot of people give um, The Shining credits for the use of Steadicam. Mm. And the opening scene in, in Halloween, the 1978 one, hooked me in so effectively. Um, the scene where um, Michael Myers is a boy sort of going into the house and it's all Steadicam. It's a one shot. And you only find that out at the tail end of the scene. Uh, yeah. Who, and I was, I was really unsettled with that scene. It was brilliant. Like if there's one part of this movie that's like an undisputed masterclass, like that is such an opening. Spectacular. Yeah. Spectacular. So I just wanted to shout that out there. But um, getting into Halloween 2018, what I thought one thing that they did really successfully in this was... Um, Take that. It's almost like a sequel boot. Mm. You know, it's it's a reboot. We're, we're we're seeing a lot of the same things a from the first in one. Some ways, yeah. But we're we're adding a few more ingredients, and it is definitively forty years later, or whatever that timeline is. Mm. It is forty years, yep. isn't it? Yep, yep, yep. So, um, I thought they did that really, really, really well, and they had fantastic nods to the original. You know. Um, the classroom looking out the window and instead of seeing Michael Myers out the window, you see Jamie Lee Curtis out of the window. Mm. Um, so I liked, I liked the way they played with it. And I thought, I thought that element just as a sequel and, and tying back to the original really, really, really strong. 
Yeah, did, did you give yeah? <laughs> Another thing I've got to say on this that I really loved was the podcast hook. Yeah. At the beginning. Is yeah. that a spoiler? Am I getting too much into spoilers here? No, I think uh, anyone who's seen the trailer uh, knows that uh, it kind of opens up with a, this weird British podcaster guy and, and his mate I kind of it. studying the case. Um, and really setting the scene for the fact that um, Michael Myers has been in an institution for 40 years since the original, you know, babysitter murders. Um, and that that's a kind of a big revelation watching this being like, oh, Michael Myers, he's killed five people. Like, that's so weird <laughs> to think of this horror icon. That yeah, you almost can't the- watch it in that way. I, I, I could not watch... I, I, like, I know there was ignoring all those other films, but for me it was... It was hard to sort of look at him in that way. Well, I kind of liked that um, when, and this is not a spoiler, when he eventually gets out, um, people were kind of like just, yeah, he killed five people 40 years ago. Who gives a shit? Yeah, the world's the a much darker place nowadays. Yeah. yeah. And that was kind of fun to um, to turn that on its head when, yeah. when he eventually shows up. Yeah. No, I love that hook and I thought the opening scenes are really effective. And Michael Myers as a character is... Man, they really nailed how menacing he was. This is um, the the best depiction of him in my mind, having seen two Halloween films <laughs> and bits of Jason versus Freddy. That's a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always get mixed up with Michael Myers and Jason. That's because Jason is a direct ripoff of yeah, Michael Myers. He is. They just completely he is. took it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like the the mask, I think looks so great. It looks better than it's ever looked in any of these movies. It's like really creepy and they do such a great job of, of showing him unmasked just from obscured angles yeah. and, you know, back three quarters. Yep. Um, and yeah, just having him as this, this hulking presence that just is walking around, uh, killing anyone for any reason, any reason, <laughs> just, you know, just random horrible ways. And there, there are some good kills in this guy. Oh my movie. goodness. You know, that first one is just a lot of, uh, knife, knife goes into someone. This this has some some shit in it. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into it in spoilers, but yeah. there's one particular kill. I was like, holy <laughs> fuck, this is going places. Yeah. Um, in terms of some of the sort of post-traumatic stuff that you mentioned, mm. um, you know, like y- like what what I loved about it was, yeah, that kid said, that kid said, um, oh, you know, who cares? Five people died. You know, way worse stuff happens. But for um, for the character that Jamie Lee Curtis plays, Laurie, Laurie Stoke, uh, Strode, mm. this has been a defining moment for her whole life, and she's been As preparing it be. for it. Uh, the the you know she she's she's really traumatized by this experience, and they didn't fully go in. I think they could have gone in even further with this theme, mm. but I thought it was so well handled and really really intriguing elements with the family dynamics and. And how the narrative sort of wraps up with a lot of things that happen there. Yeah, and and for what material they they did have, um, Jamie Lee Curtis especially did such a good job uh, returning this role. It's always good to see someone who is you know essentially retired um, coming back in, in into the movie business um, to something that they clearly care about and are putting real effort into. Um, like you know when you see Harrison Ford in uh, Force Awakens or whatever, and he's actually giving it some some some, some gusto. Go. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's what's really cool about this story, this kind of generational aspect where it's got um, uh, Judy Greer playing Laurie Strode's daughter yes. and her teenage daughter as well. Yeah. Um, so the, these three women and how this this event from 40 years ago has kind of impacted all of their lives. Mm. And uh, the um, the Judy Greer character especially. Um, oh, she had some amazing moments. Yeah, and, and it, she's 
the the least of the three in terms of screen time mm. um, throughout the movie, but more kind of gets revealed about her uh, childhood growing up with this her tr- very traumatized mother, um, yeah. which is really really cool, kind of lightly touched on, but very cool and pays off fantastically. Yeah, there's some just really really effective flashback scenes. Um, was it a f- wait? I think no, there there isn't. Oh, okay. No, there isn't. <laughs> no, no. She she recounts. Sorry, she recounts something in a car so park vividly that it's like that a I was imagining it, and it was like it was on screen. <laughs> yeah. No, she she recounts some stuff to the daughter mm. in the car park, mm. and it's very very effective mm. for reframing that character. Um, what what else can we talk about here? I mean, it's been a couple of weeks since we saw it, so it's not as fresh, but. I I I really wanted to just praise how uh, I've kind of already talked about it, but I really wanted to just praise how well this sequel is is done. Like I mm. thought, I think like a lot of reviews. I've watched a lot of reviews for this one, which I don't normally like to do before giving our review. But a lot of people aren't digging it. Like Chris Stuckman didn't really enjoy it. Mm. Um, uh, a lot of the Collider guys weren't into it. Red Letter Media were pretty. Um, scathing in their own sort of funny way Mm. um but i found myself just really really impressed with it and i was wanting the more i heard that those guys didn't enjoy the more i like it Mm -hmm. i'd got to go see it again but i feel like this is one i'm going to chuck on many times yeah like i said earlier not being a a a slasher guy this is never going to be a, a, a favorite of mine for the year, but my feelings coming out of it were just like that was so solid like that was so well put together so well executed um, and just, just really just, yeah, well done. Like you said, um, and, and an aspect of it that I really didn't see coming that I really enjoyed was how funny it was, which mm. I should guess I should have seen coming from, from this mm. writer director duo, but, um, it, there were just so many little character moments, so many dialogue yes. moments of characters talking before shit went horribly wrong for them. Um, that was just really entertaining and really endearing and super important to a slasher movie. Because you have characters that you spend a very small amount of time with before they're dispatched in horrible ways, mm. and you want to care about them in some way. Yeah, um, like either have them be people you care about or be people you hate. And uh, either way, um, this movie kind of gets it right both times. I completely agree. There's three moments that piece of dialogue that really stick in my mind mm. for these sort of off 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 of center characters. But they, you're right, man. You quickly build rapport, mm. and they're very sort of day to day fun. Um, conversations, but mm. you get the character and you're invested, and it was very well done. And evidently, a lot of it was um, ad lib. Mm. Like, we'll get into the kids' lines <laughs> in spoilers, but um, evidently, that was all like, like, like David Gordon Green went up to the kid and was like, just talk, like, talk us how you would talk to your dad. Uh. And so, a lot of it was ad lib. That's good. Uh, in particular, I want to mention uh, Toby Huss, the, the kid. Uh, no, the, the, the husband of Judy Greer. <clears throat> Um, who's only has very sporadic moments in the film, but I don't know. I just find him so entertaining. Dad jokes, man. Yeah, yeah. ultimate dad jokes. Uh, the, the little kid, yeah, the, the little black the kid, kid. He's um, um, he's hilarious, man. Yeah, he's getting babysat um, by the girl from Runaways. Um, and a lot of people like Stuckman, Collider. They were like, "Oh, it felt hammed in." That that like, and <laughs> I, I bet they didn't say. They that. didn't say that because that's what Connor <laughs> says. But they, <laughs> I've started picking up some of his sayings. Fuck, um, he. They they talked about that as a negative, and I completely disagree. I thought that made the film more had more peaks and troughs, so that when it got the horror did come in, it made it more powerful. Mm. Um, yeah, hundred uh, percent. 
How about John Carpenter's score? Because that's one of the big hooks of this film is that he's coming back to score it. Honestly, I am so impressed, man. Yeah, I think it's his best work in the franchise. And it seems more layered than he normally does. Mm. It seems to have, like, there was one, I've got to listen to it again, but it almost had, like, this droney, cyclic aspects to it, and I was mm. very, very impressed. Just just the other day, I stuck my head in, into a cinema just to listen to the, the whole credits sequence. Um, and, yeah, it's, it, especially on that sound system, it's, mm. it's it blew me away. It's mm. fantastic. Yeah, no, he's. Um, I've watched a few videos of him in his studio, and mm. he's ultimately a very talented guy. I watched a good video of him the other day trying to play the Halloween theme on the Nintendo Labo. You know the the car. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. He, I didn't see the video. Though. He was not impressed. That. He was like, "This thing's a piece of shit." <laughs> <laughs> he's such a curmudgeon. I love it. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we do spoilers? Not really. I think we should get into it. Mm. Um, so overall, I'm impressed. I'm in. I think I am. Uh, my review is a lot stronger than than most others, so I, I'm into. I'm really into the Halloween franchise. I, I'm not. I really wish. I really hope they call it a day here, mm-hmm. uh, which they we'll won't because it's done quite we'll well. Get that into that in in spoilers, mm. but I, I really think this is just a, such a really nice two hander to the the original. Yeah. A cool, yeah, like very similar to how uh, Blade Runner forty nine was. Exactly, we're all happy that was a bomb because. You know, all these years later, it's like, let's just leave it there, maybe revisit it in another 40, 40 years. 40 years, exactly. <laughs> but let's not start a franchise this long after the original. Yeah, um, yeah no, completely agree. I thought it was very solid. Um, I'm, I wouldn't be crazy about recommending it, if only because other people have been a little more tepid in their responses. Um, but I had a great time, and I say that as someone who's, you know, a big horror fan nowadays, but but not of this genre necessarily. Um, so, yeah, give it a go if you have any interest. Yep. Well, let's get into spoilers. If you haven't seen it, get out of here. Um, the first one I want to talk about that kid talking about dancing in the car. You know, the little kid. Uh, yeah. So when his and dad, so about, I yeah. want to dance, daddy. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no. His dad's like that. 70 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I love that scene, man. I thought like that really drew me into the characters. And then Michael Miles kills the kid. Mm. I was like, okay, anything's up for grabs in this one. Yeah. And I, I, just, I knew that was going to happen too. I'm like, Damn it, kid! Runaway dance. <laughs> what did you think about the the new Doctor Loomis twist thing? Yeah, uh, I loved the actor. I thought he was really he good. sold it. Yeah, totally. Because it was a very um, standard. You know, this guy he's been studying Michael Myers, and you know what do he say? He spent like the first however many years trying to study him, and then the rest trying to kill him. Or it was that like Loomis, whatever. But um, he he clearly the whole time it's like clear that he's. Just like yeah, I want to unleash this guy in the world and, and see did you? What I did not. I, I I was like, when that twist happened, I was like, oh my god, what a twist! So I, I like, I wasn't, they didn't do anything with it. I yeah, thought. I wasn't sitting there like expecting it, but when it happened, I'm like, yep, okay. And um, and then yeah, didn't didn't really go anywhere with it. But um, well, all that happened the was way they that, killed him off was fantastic. That he just met, it was a vehicle for Michael Myers to go get the car and go to the next destination mm. i didn't al- actually turn into anything more than that i almost thought michael myers was actually going to be dead after he got hit by that car and you know the doctor puts the mask on i'm like uh. oh shit like i didn't actually expect it but i it just in my mind i'm like that's an interesting this could be an interesting way yeah for it but to then go. seeing him in his little white coat and his little, <laughs> yeah, little, little yeah. legs running just, along like-, <laughs> like michael myers got really fucked up and the whole the whole premise is in this movie at least like there's no gypsy curse or anything he's just a guy he's just yes. a fucking like a killer guy yeah but uh, man, he can take some damage. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, we we probably could have talked about this more in the non-spoiler. But I think going back to that force of nature mm. aspects of the character, mm. 
I think that was really well handled. Totally, uh, all the way throughout, because they they just refuse to give this guy any character, mm. and that is his character. That's yep. what's really because that's what's driving this doctor mad. Is like yep. say something, you know? Fucking, yep. I want to hear what what are you? And he's just nothing. Yes, he's, he's the shape, you know. He's blank, um, which is great. I loved the concept in this of Michael Myers has been in prison and he hasn't been thinking about Laurie Strode mm. and Laurie Strode has spent her whole life preparing 40 years, <laughs> agonizing, tearing a family apart, mm. anxiety, like never feeling settled. Mm. And she is actually, it's, it's her who's focused on Michael Myers. Michael Myers doesn't give a fuck. He'll mm. kill anyone. Mm. He's, he's just a blank slate. He's evil. He's, he's evil incarnate. Mm. Uh, I love that concept. Well, that was fascinating. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could you could absolutely watch this and make the case that he's you know specifically hunting her down. He's going after her, or you could watch it and just be like, that's how it seems to her. But he's just going around killing people. I never. I looked at it um, in the latter of those, mm, mm. and I thought thematically that made um, her trauma and the the, the post traumatic element to it more poignant. Mm. I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, I can. I guess I can see why some people struggle with this but i think it strikes such a perfect balance of being a movie where you're you're dealing with this character you've known for 40 years um and how her life has been affected by this very serious event and also a movie where they transport a, a serial killer in a bus on october on october 31 on halloween yeah <laughs> with the, the the anniversary of the 40th anniversary of when he killed all these people yeah, yeah. um yeah I, I think it does a good it strikes a good yeah. balance there i loved also um, I mentioned it before, you know, looking across the street and it's um, Laurie. Mm. Uh, I loved the ending where, you know, looking down on the grass and, and instead of Michael Myers being gone, Laurie's gone, the well, cupboard that, reverse as well. That was that was just the delicious moment of this film when you start following Michael Myers around and yes. like Laurie Strode is hunting him. I'm like, oh my God. That is great. That is the reverse, fantastic. Like, that's what I love what they did with this film. I thought mm. it's just such a good two-hander to the original. And then the, the cherry on top is, of course, Judy Greer's character, who we haven't spent that much time with at the end, where, where she's just she's in you know the, the, the bunker and she's yeah. like, I can't do it, I can't do it. And yeah. he comes along and she's like, God, you son of a yeah. bitch. And yeah. it's like such a cool little twist. Yeah, on she's sort of screaming and wailing and then mm. it's like, God, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, that cool little, you know, it's not a, it's whatever, it's a trap, you know. Mm, yeah, and, uh, they they lock him down there and burn the whole place down, and he's not there at the end. Mm. Very conveniently, and then at the very end of the credits, I assume you didn't sit around. I um, did. There was no post credit scene. No, but there was his breathing. Oh, the very end of the credits. Okay, right. Um, which is very you know, ooh, he could be. <laughs> okay, so um, like let let's let's wrap everything up on the film and then talk about the 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 sequel. Is there any other spoilery things? I, I think. I think the podcaster's death was fucking cool. That was brutal, yeah. That was so brutal. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that whole scene was so fantastic where he's, like, killing the mechanic in the background. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, like removing his head from yeah. the inside yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and you've got these other characters doing their thing. Um, uh, also, the um, when he turns uh, one of the cops in his head into, like, a jack-o'-lantern, that was... Uh, I don't remember that. You remember the cops, they're talking about their sandwiches or... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 Toby Huss, I think, comes out and finds one of his heads, like... Yep. Michael Myers just hollowed it out with his hands yep. <laughs> and put a candle in so it. So brutal. Yeah. So brutal. <laughs> oh, man. I loved... That was one of the three character moments I was referring to. I loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, he's like, I made you one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, thank you. <laughs> 
anything else before we get into sequely no, territory? I think so. Um, as a, as a, as an experiment, like I, I know you're not a fan of these sort of um, get rid of the sequels, just do a, a, a sequel to the original. Mm. Has this, you know, has this paid off? This this experiment, and, and are you into these concepts? Because I guarantee you, we're getting more. This movie's done well, and whether or not we get more Halloween movies, every other eighty slasher yep. franchise is going to have this. Jason's treatment. coming back, Freddy's coming back, Chuck, every motherfucker's Chucky's already back. had a poster release, so they were already working on that one. Um, I again, I, I've said this many times, so this movie's going to have to turn me into like a, a flip flopper. But um, I like when these franchises stick to their own continuity. I think that's the fun thing about them. Um, I guess the difference is here I haven't seen the Halloween movies and I'm probably going to have to keep it that way because I like this one. So I don't want to put myself in, have you a, seen two? in a conflict. I haven't seen any have others. Have you seen three? I haven't seen any others. Okay, I watched three the other night oh, yeah. and it was terrible. Oh, really? I, I skimmed through it. I couldn't. Yeah. I was unbearable. So the third one, Season of the Witch, is uh, an anthology film. It's completely yeah. unrelated to, no to the Michael other ones. No Michael Myers. I've only heard good things. That's funny. No. Uh, well, uh, heard good things in the sense of a reappraisal. Like people hated it when it came out. Uh-huh. But people saying like they like that concept of, of it being honestly the main character is like the sexist just just like it's it's a it's just terrible. Mm. I thought it was just terrible. Well, now I do want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, in this specific case, I like the um, the the way they've, they've they've done it and the the route they've taken. Um, again, I. I don't want to see like Neil Blomkamp's Alien Three, Three. Alien Three Two. Like I, I don't know. the The past happened. Stop erasing these movies, whether you like yeah. them or not. You know. But uh, yeah, this one worked. It worked in spades. The trend, the the trend, sort of in the noughties was, you know, well, not even the noughties. Even like five years ago, you know, we had the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot. Mm. We had the Halloween reboot in two thousand seven. You know, that was the trend, and now the trend is the sequel ignoring the rest and i'm guarantee you we're going to get so many of these i guess i prefer this i prefer that. this i prefer like, this i prefer this to the yeah just getting like a, a cheap platinum dunes yep. remake that has no no real character to it yep um and <laughs> once this is a left field thought but once we do get you know robert england coming back as freddy and and mm. chucky shows up again and and all these other things. I would love to see more fucking team up movies like like Freddy vs. Jason. Jason. I love that that shit exists. Yeah. I would love to see, you know, fuck off Universal monsters. I want to see the the Avengers of, yeah. of these yeah, 80s yeah, slasher yeah, guys. Yeah. I think that could be so much fun. Yeah, bring it. Yeah, like just seeing all these guys come back, uh, played by the original people when where possible. Um, it's gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be. It. Now, now the problem. The problem is the first one works really well. You know, the Halloween works well, the Alien 3. I think that would work well. Mm. What the problem is, is now we got to, the, the studio goes, fuck, we got to do this. I mean, we got to do a sequel. I mean, look at Halloween 2018. We're talking a budget of 10 to 15 million and the box office was sitting at 231. The second or third highest opening for an R-rated horror movie after It and something else, I think. I mean, this has made such good return on investment. Mm-hmm. Jason Blum is a smart guy. We haven't mentioned it. It's Blumhouse, so of course it's done this well. Um, I'm not that excited to see a Halloween 2 or a Halloween 3. <laughs> what would it even be? <laughs> they just call it Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> just, give up. just the franchise Halloween, just deal with it. Yeah, I like. I'm not. I don't know what they would do with it at this point. Mm. This is such a good cap off to to the the franchise of two movies that I've seen. But um, yeah, it just feels like it'd be trading water if they kept going with it. Do you think 
the only semblance of hope I can see is doing something similar to what you mentioned with the Loomis character, where it's like the Michael Myers, he's dead, but the the evil of him lives on, the mask lives on, and somebody sort of takes the cowl or whatever Mm -hmm. and becomes Michael Myers. Mm. I think there's something there. I think you can do something there. I, I think with the right creative team. There's a, yeah, there is any number of things you could do with the right creative team. The 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 only thing is, would they be ballsy enough to deviate from the formula? Because because this movie, as you know, kind of meta as it is in some ways, it's still following very um, much so, very much the original, very much the so. original film. So yeah, I I just don't think there's that many. It's not that I don't think there's interesting ways they could take it. As I don't think there's that many interesting ways they would ever take it. Mm. Unfortunately, so I think it just needs to take another rest for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I just think I think my gut feeling is is with you, man. It's just call it a day here. Mm. Move, on, move on to the next guy. Pick up uh, pick up uh, Freddy. Yeah, pick up Jason. Um, I kind of feel like watching the Jackie L. Haley, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. wasn't very good, but have you seen it? Yep, saw it in the cinema. Okay, he looks pretty creepy. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> I just feel like watching that again. I assume he wasn't very jokey. No, he was a lot more. He doesn't seem like the Rick and Morty, you know, kitty fiddler, bitch. <laughs> kitty fiddler, yeah. uh, Freddy, rather than hey, that's that's a Freddy. That's, that's, that's a Freddy impression if I ever heard one. <laughs> that was spot on. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Freddy, bitch. And with that note, I don't think there's anything else to mention here. No. Are you going to pick us up on the Ray? Nope. The Blu-ray? Do you I'm buy bad. Blu-rays anymore? Nope. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I get like the Marvel movies. I think that's about it. Okay. Mm. What a sucker. <laughs> yeah, Disney's <laughs> got me. space. They got me, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right. We'll be back next week with our review for Suspiria. Oof. I'm committing. I'm committing. It's happening. So, Connor. It's going to be me talking about it alone, isn't it? <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm going to see it this weekend, boss. <laughs> is it playing at the Ritz Cinema in Randwick? It is. Fantastic. Good plug. I'm going to be there. Mm. And we'll be back next week. See you, Benny. Bye. Bye.